Welcome to Just an Average NFL Podcast with your hosts, Daniel Hayes, Matt Baker, and Terrell Stein. Well, well, welcome in to Just an Average NFL Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Hayes, with Matt Baker. Hey! And Terrell, nope, sorry, he is not here today. Uh, he will be back tomorrow, but uh, he needed the day off, and who are we to tell him no? Because guess what? We don't get paid, so. That's true. <laughs> but you can find us at anchor.fm backslash Pod. You can also find us on Facebook and most places you can get a podcast by searching for just an average NFL podcast, and look for us on Twitter at Pod. Uh, again, I'm still the the uh, the users haven't grown. Still only sitting with three, so nice. the activity hasn't grown either. And I know, I know that it's hard to gain it's hard to gain followers if you're not doing shit. But uh, we'll get there. We'll maybe, get there. maybe maybe one day. Um, but anyway, if I start seeing people follow, I'll do my best to provide some sort of content. Um, but anyway, we got a beer of the week before we get into this. Why don't you tell us about it since you found it there, Mr. Baker? It's uh, Lazy Magnolia. It's called Good Bug. Uh, golden Ale with Mosaic Hops. Kind of a... It's got some bugs on it. Lightning bugs it kind of looks like or whatnot, but... Seemed, hmm. seemed different. It, it kind of drew my eye to it. I was like, hey, let's check this out. See something a little it's different It's definitely here. different. Like... It's it's instead of hitting you on the back end, it hits you on the front end, and then you're just like, oh my god, it's gonna be terrible. Oh, that's not bad. That's weird. Yeah, that's really, it's oh, really god. aggressive at the very front, and then it just dies. It's just like, oh, okay. It's it's like it, it's like it gets to a certain point, and then and it's it like, no, 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 just kidding. Like, this is it right here. Yeah, this, this is good. I'm actually smooth. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it, it's it's I mean, weird. It's pretty good. Most beers hit you afterwards on mm-hmm. the back end and this one slaps you in the nuts and then it's like ah i'm good. just kidding yeah yeah no that's that's um intriguing and and because of that you can really you could probably drink more of them uh, ultimately it's only four and a half percent so yeah so it's not real yeah real stout or anything but i i, I like gold nails i have learned to like them from doing this show and doing the beer of the week i, I mean yeah before we ever did this i did a beer was a beer oh yeah yeah i'm i'm by no means a beer snob or anything i i 90 percent of the beer i drink is natty light so you can take that for what it's <laughs> worth um or yingling i do love yingling but price wise it's always in the natty so you know my palate may not be refined but it's it's a it's a good beer it's not bad it's not something that i'm gonna run out and buy again no, but no. i mean it's it's not like like some of the like the hay man (laughs) that is we're never living that down it's the worst beer i've ever put in my mouth the hay man it wasn't like we didn't try the regular hay man no we strawberry cat's ass or whatever yeah it was was expired cat's ass is what it was but it was a strawberry something kiwi or something weird yeah it tasted like expired milk and expired cat's ass (laughs) mixed together Um, oh god it'll go down in infamy Mm. um we had some news real quick. Uh, real quick, uh, Chris Godwin shed his knee brace, looking like he may actually start the season. You know, we'll see how this week practice goes, which I would not have expected. But hey, uh, the biscuit officially named the starter up in Pittsburgh. I don't think anybody was really. I mean, I guess for a minute there was outside shot. I still think that um, um, Pickett's going to end up taking the role. Unless, unless the biscuit wins games, he's, yeah. If if they come out of the box and they win and and he's doing good and they got a chance at the playoffs, he'll be in there. But if they start losing and yeah, they got to see what they got, then yeah. that's when he's going to get benched. Um, uh, Zach Ertz day to day. You know, I think he'll be ready for the season based off of what I'm reading. But just keep an eye on that if you are if you have shares of him. Uh, the uh, the news that rocked the sleeper world, Marlon Mack cut from the practice squad of the Texans. <laughs> I don't know. What the, what's this got to do with Damian Pierce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you are on sleeper and you follow any of the comments, then it has been years and years of Marlon Mack jokes in the comments. No matter what's posted on there, yeah, it, it somehow always comes back to Marlon Mack. I don't, I don't know the exact genesis of it, but I have seen it several times. Yes, me too. Um, and then the biggest news that came across the wire since the last time we were on air is uh, Russell Wilson. He's gonna, he's gonna. Uh, what was it? He says, "Let's ride." Well, he's gonna ride for him for five yeah. more years, according to this contract: two hundred and forty-five million dollars, one hundred sixty-five guarantee. And uh, so he is, he is ready to ride Broncos country. So, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, 
He didn't. You know, it's funny as uh, I guess you have to uh, get sexual assault charges to get guaranteed full contracts guaranteed yeah, these get days. The full contract. Yeah. You know, so um, that's the only way it works. You anymore, know, man. Russell, that's what you get for being a good citizen, man. You only get a little bit over. You know, 165 guarantee is not bad, but it's not a 270 guaranteed. Yeah, it's so. not allegation money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely not allegation money. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, so, all right, so that's the news. And uh, from there, we're going to move into uh, me, me and uh, Matt put together rankings. T went out of town this weekend, came home. They worked today, and he didn't have time to really sit down and throw anything together. Plus, he, uh, you know, like he couldn't make it. So, we, uh, me and Baker just put our two consensus rankings together. Um, and, uh, you know, that can always get dicey because I will say for the, for the most part, me and you are the most extreme in our opinions of certain players and ideas. And, uh, we do have a little bit of disparity, but you know, surprisingly, I thought it was going to be, no, I thought it was, uh, it was, was, I thought it was definitely going to be a bigger deal, but, uh, we're going to do top 10 wide receivers, top 10 running backs. We're just going to go through them. Anything that we really want to talk about, we'll talk about. But we're just trying to fly through so we can get them both done and then not take 37 years because the tomorrow night's uh, podcast is setting up the season where we get into our in-season I'm flow. I'm so excited, man. Me too. Um, and then Thursday, me and Baker will get back on the air again, and we're going to give our DFS advice, our daily fantasy um you know, DraftKings, FanDuel, that type stuff, and uh, we'll do the best we can to uh, help you guys uh, win average money, break even, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to do that Thursday, and that's that shows is that's all it's going to be. Uh, we're going to try to keep it around thirty or forty-five minutes, but knowing me and him, it'll probably go longer. Three and a half hours. Or so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so we're going to get into it. Uh, we'll roll into our uh, running back or <laughs> our running back and wide receiver rankings, and maybe if we have enough time, some tight ends. All right. Hey, Apparently, <laughs> that doesn't work at all. We are way too yeah. average, man. I don't know what happened to it. I guess right. when we unplug stuff. Oh, hold on. I heard a pop. So, there it is. There it goes. <laughs> ah, it feels so sweet. Uh, all right. So we're going to hit our uh, running back rankings. Our consensus will start at the top. Jonathan Taylor. Um, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler. There's not a whole lot to be said. Matter of fact, we'll throw Derrick Henry on there, the top four. Yeah. There's not a whole lot to be said. Those guys are all beasts. If they're healthy, they're going to be there. That's where they're going to be, maybe in that order, maybe in a different order. But if they play the majority of the season, that's where they're going to roll. Yep. So um, here's where things kind of get mixed up a little bit. Our next one, and I will say that um, for for me and him, we were all that we had those as our top four. Um, we just in a different order. I had him as Jonathan Taylor, CMC, Austin Eckler, and uh, Derrick Henry. And actually, I had Joe Mixon in my top four. We'll talk about it in a second. And then he had uh, he had uh, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, CMC, and Derrick Henry. So, um, you know, but uh, number five, real quick, is uh, Joe Mixon. I've got Joe Mixon. I had him at four. You got him at five. There's not a whole lot of difference yeah, there. Not you know? a lot of yeah. He's going to be the dude. Uh, the offense is stout, so hey, they're going to roll. He, as long as he holds up, he's going to be the guy. Definitely. Yeah. Um, the next one on our list is Alvin Kamara. Now, this is one we did have some disparity in. So yeah, I, I will plead my case because I had him in my rankings at number six, where he ended up as number six, and I may actually. I had him at 12. Yeah, I messed that up. So he would actually be number 10 on our rankings, I think. Um, math is hard. So, yeah, I'm sorry. At number six, we have Javante Williams is where, what we, okay. want, we yeah. have. So Javante Williams, um, you know, we, we both had him essentially at number eight, but because of disparity with some of these other guys we're going to talk it about. pushed him up. It pushed him up and pushed them down. I'm not mad or hating on six. I, yeah. The dude is a monster. He's got open opportunity. Melvin Gordon's aged. I mean, I just think that it's a recipe for disaster. They've got a hell of a quarterback now, and look what he did with Drew Locke last year. So, right. I mean, you got nothing but the sky to look at with him. I 100% agree. Um the next guy on the list is Aaron Jones. Um, Aaron Jones, you know, going into this season with the target shares that are being available now, I had him at nine. Baker had him at seven. Um, you know, and so that gives us our consensus, uh, basically, of seven. 
seven. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just think dude's ready to eat. Um, and I, yeah, he's got Dylan in the backfield. But guess what? Somebody's got to catch them passes. Right now, I think he's one of their top receivers. Yeah, I so, mean, so I mean, it's he could finish the season as their number two overall receiver in reception. Yeah, so. I mean, I I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. I mean, we see what he does as the running back, and then with the addition of Dylan last year, kind of made that dual threat a lot bigger for Jones in the pass game. But we also know Dylan can catch the ball too. So, right. Uh, coming in at number eight is going to be uh, Swift in the same division. Oh, Swifty. Um, if he can stay healthy, you know, this is a big thing with him. Last year, you know, he, he had some issues. But he, you know, at one point last year, he was, he was the RB3. He yeah. was just, he was monstering on a, a crap offense. But what we can tell you is going to happen with them is they're going to run the ball. Yep. Um, if they can keep the games close, which they, they did surprisingly last year, um, they're going to do a lot of running, and Swift is a, a pass-catching guy out of the backfield. Even though they have um, Jamal Williams there, they still use Swift in that role as well. Even in a split backfield, kind of, sort of, Swift was was monstering. So, yep. you know, I, I, the, the, the sky is the limit for that dude. Um, Plus they, pay from, they play from behind a lot, so, I mean, yeah. and they use him in that, like you said, pass-catching. So, he definitely gets a lot of work on that that front and we both had him ranked at nine so again he was pushed up to eight just because of the disparity we have beginning now so next on our list is going to be look at my math here Aaron, uh, dalvin cook yep so dalvin cook's coming in at number nine i had dalvin at seven Matt had I, him at ten. I wanted to put him at thirty-five. Yes, we know. We know that a little bit of beef with I you just, and Dalvin. I don't know. It's just another year, another Dalvin. I'm just not. I'm not on board. I guess would be. But a, when he's nice in and he's playing, he's That's, an absolute. No, I know. I, you look at the numbers. The dude is a monster. He really is. I just he's another one that I feel is, for lack of a better term, getting aged. And oh, for sure. You know, and I, it just worries me that. It's going to take one more fumble fake injury, and it's just going to be <laughs> a real deal. You know what uh, I mean? Like it. it well, could I mean, he was he dislocated his shoulder or something last season. Yeah, and had to wear that. Know, and that had to wear the guard, the brace the and whatever. Brace and, guard. and so you know, he's 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 injury prone, kinda. Yep. You know, he does he does get nicked up, and banged up, which is why Madison is one of the top handcuffs to get because if Dalvin's in, Madison don't see the ball. But when Dalvin's out, Madison is money in the bank, yeah. which can t- kind of tell you that that, that, that scheme is, is different. But, you know, also on the flip, talking about scheme, they have a whole new coaching staff and a new scheme that wants to pass the ball more. So I don't know how that's going to affect yeah. Dalvin ultimately with his numbers, which is part of the reason why I had him down at – which I thought I had him low at seven. So. Yeah, and I had him at ten. <laughs> a lot of that was probably spite, but, you know. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Um, next on the list, again, with, with disparity is Alvin Kamara. I have him at six. You got him at 12. So I'll get back – you know, the thing with me with Alvin Kamara is – the dude is a pass-catching monster, and he's a touchdown-scoring monster. That offense is – is I think it's going to be better than what people think. I, we all know that I'm not a James Winston fan, but James Winston could put up fantasy points for other players. Yeah. If they let him loose uh, even a little bit, then I think this offense has the potential to explode, and Alvin Kamara is going to be the benefactor of that. And I just I can't with good conscience push him any farther down the list just because, again, he uh, when he's on the field, he dude is putting up points. Oh know? yeah, no definitely. And so, um, so you know, I, you had him down at twelve. Let me hear. It. I I understand. I just I don't. They, there's a lot of moving pieces with them right now between uh, new coaches, possible Michael Thomas coming back. Um, a lot of the reason that I think Kamara has been so big is the loss of Michael Thomas. He was Thomas was the slot guy, whether anybody wanted to realize it or not, or the slant, slant route guy, and yeah. all this stuff. So then, and he was also saving Breeze his ass on these dump offs, and he was always open. That's what Kamara's been doing the last two years with Michael Thomas out. If Thomas comes back with the addition of Balave and Jarvis Landry, I just I think these these that. Pass catching is going to die off some this year that we've been used to seeing the last couple of years because there's actually. I mean, he he still had of some of his best years with Michael Thomas. Oh, now no, there I wasn't other options Th- there too. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was a different quarterback. It was a different scheme. It, I just I don't know. I, I think 
the the hype, not necessarily hype, because the boy is good. The guy's good. He's he's an yeah. amazing NFL player. But I just think some of that's going to kind of die off this year. I mean, I don't in, think he in gets your defense too, he rare he generally only gets around two hundred to two hundred twenty touches. <clears throat> yeah, it's, so it's not like he's going out there getting three hundred touches. So and, what he's got to do is got to do on less touches than about everybody else. But that, he's, I mean, this, he's super the pass efficient. catching is yeah. a lot of a lot and of the, and the touchdowns. You know, yeah, I think the touchdowns. Uh, like, we had five in one game or something yeah, last year. Yeah. I think no, it was well, year before I believe. Okay, and yeah. he basically broke fantasy football that yeah. game. Or maybe it was six. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> insane. It was, insane it, was amount, it was actually yeah. during a fantasy playoff week. Uh, yeah, it was. And he it was. I think I, I played against him in one of my leagues, and it was like it didn't matter. I could have had. <laughs> I think the guy that I played against had three people put up single digits, and he still beat the shit out of me oh, wow. because of Alvin Kamara. Yeah, so and that's, that's sometimes that's just what happens. Like I said, I, I'm not taking the talent away from him or anything. He he's very talented. He's an amazing running back, but I just see a lot of his targets kind of going down a little bit this year with the addition of the talent they have. Right, and Winston's more of a put it downfield than dump off if he can help it. Whether it goes to his guys or the defense, he'll still put it downfield first. So. Right. I will say, you know, some honorable mentions is Nick Chubb. We both basically had him at 11 and 12 in our rankings. Uh, surprisingly, he's as much shit as we talk about him. We both had uh, Saquon down around 14, 13. And a lot of that has to do – when you do these rankings, you can't – you can factor in health, but I try not to factor in health. I have to go and say, if these people play a majority of the season, the season. how are they going to do? Mm. Now – Having said that, if Saquon Barkley plays the entire season, he will finish higher than 13 or 14. I yeah. believe that. So he still took a hit in our rankings because of that. Um, we got Zeke down around 15. Um, I had Brees Hall at 15. Um, you didn't really have Brees in your top 15s. Um, I have James Conner uh, at 11 in my rankings, and you you didn't really – I think you had him like 17 or something. Yeah. So, you know, th- th- there is a little bit um, – a, a guy – a, a a guy that got knocked out just because of actually you know what i think i screwed up i did well somewhere in there we'll say that kamara would be 11 somewhere around aaron jones and swift would have been um Nick Chubb. No, not Nick Chubb. Sorry. Najee Harris. Najee. Oh, Najee. Yeah, Najee would have been Ooh, yeah. yeah, I I I I I'm sitting here looking at him. He he we had him basically finishing the same place as Aaron Jones and we got Aaron Jones at 7. So we probably would have had Najee at 8, Swift 9, Dalvin 10 and Alvin 11. Yeah. Is how that should go. Um again, I've talked earlier about how I'm just not drafting Najee where I got to get him. Yeah. I got to get I, him I've as a it. top six, seven three RBs, and I don't want to pay so. for that. Um, but it doesn't mean that if I end up with him, it's going to kill me because if he's healthy, he's going to get the volume. Yeah. You know, oh yeah, definitely. he's going to be a running back one yeah. if he stays healthy. And so, you know, I, I, it's not like I'm completely off him. I just think that there's other guys I would much rather have around that same range. You know, oh, yeah. I'd rather have a Mixon, you know, than than yeah. a Najee. Um, and uh, I'd even even rather have Kamara over Najee in a redraft. Yeah, see, that's that's where I'd I'm, I'd be on the Najee train over Kamara a little bit. Just, yeah, but I mean, it's it's a it's still a not like any of these guys are like light years apart from no. one another, as we know. You know, no. I mean, top twelve are typically within twenty points, right. unless somebody has like a McCaffrey year when he was eighty points. Yeah, or what uh, or, what Henry was gonna do last year before oh, he got yeah. hurt because yeah. he was gonna basically break the system more than just the system it would have broke all systems <laughs> yeah, he, everywhere he, he's disrespecting defensive backs and fantasy points <laughs> fantasy the fantasy point, scoring system nfl records would yeah. have been disrespected it would have been bad i mean he still finishes with yeah. like eight or something and missed eight weeks or some craziness yes. yeah, he, yeah he was uh he was ex- absolutely lighting it up i will say the wide receivers we got right because uh, Baker helped me and made sure I didn't. My my notes when I when I write notes and I do this stuff, it ends up looking like a beautiful mind, but less intelligent. And so I have scribbles and arrows and and then more scribbles and then more arrows and stuff going to places because as I'm writing this stuff down and working, then I rethink things and I change it and then it ends up getting confusing. And when I try to make our consensus rankings, uh, sometimes if I don't double check, I end up getting screwed over or discount forgetting Discount double stuff. check, man. Yeah, got a discount double check. <laughs> so I apologize to Najee. It wasn't an intent to keep you out of our top ten. I'm sure that's going to 
really upset you. I know that you listen to, to the show religiously. Yeah, avid listener. Him and Aaron Rodgers. They both do. <laughs> I think they listen to it together. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because they play on different sides of the Completely, country. Completely. Yeah. They're just not even. Yeah. But yeah. hey. Um. So our wide receiver. We're going to move into that. Our wide receiver consensus. We've got Justin Jefferson. Both got him at number one overall. Um, and here's where a little bit of disparity comes into effect. I have Stefan Diggs as my number two. Um, I just think Stefan, I just think Diggs is on the most powerful offense in, in the NFL right now, or, or at least top three most powerful offense with the top quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I have a feeling – now I do get that there's a lot of mouths to feed, but there's unless something happens with the running game, there's not a whole lot of running back mouths to feed. Um, and so they're going to pass. They, they passed almost as much as Tampa last year, and Tampa passed for over 700-something times. Yeah. Um, and so if they're going to keep slinging the ball, I just I just have a feeling that this is going to be Diggs' year where everybody's going to be like, holy crap. I don't, I'm not saying he's going to have a Cooper Cup type season. Don't get me wrong. Because, like I said, I but still got could. Jefferson one overall, and it but wouldn't surprise me yeah, if I mean, he did. Yeah, you know, I've, so I've got him at number two. You got him at number three. So I it's not three. like you and me are too far off, but we are different from the quote unquote experts who have him generally around the number five mark. Where, uh, like the the paper I gave you, where they yeah, got they got him? him at four. Four. So yeah, I have Diggs at number two, and uh, and so he becomes because Baker had him at three. He becomes our consensus number two. At number three, Jamar Chase. Um, I had him at four, and uh, Matt had him at two, and so that bumped him up to that place. And I know you're you're the Bengals fan, so talk to me a little bit about Chase and what you're feeling like this year with it with him and and what's going on there. I feel a little better now that I know he knows what an NFL football is and what it looks <laughs> like and how it feels and all that stuff. Right. It's so weird, but I mean, the boy is just the guy's just he's, amazing. He's amazing. Dude. He really is. He is. And it's it's insane to me what he did last year with yeah. all the knowledge we had coming into the big plays year. too. It's not like he's, I mean, look, Cooper Cup had an amazing year. Don't get me wrong, he was the best wide receiver in all of football. One of the top two greatest single seasons of all time. Yeah, but it wasn't electric. He, he you know, he catch a ball underneath. He catch a ball here. He catch a ball there. He'd have ten catches. 180 yards and three touchdowns but jamar chase was just like it was like for a minute you felt like every catch was a freaking 60 yard bomb you know he it was, was a highlight beating guys yeah and yeah, almost was, everyone was i mean a he did taper off towards the end of the season you know but that's a rookie for you a lot of rookies will come in for, uh, you know unless you're justin jefferson and then you'll start tapering <laughs> because you're not used to the the long season and the conditioning and you yeah. kind of get tired and you got your body's got to get used to that but uh and now he's got another year. I mean, he's, yeah, he's another year with this, the same everything. Everything's the same. I mean, and that's where we saw T. Higgins step up a little bit when Chase started tapering off. So I mean, they yeah, that's and that's a, the other thing. It's he's not just him. So defenses can't just scheme uh, yeah. against Chase. Oh yeah, because T. Higgins can go out there and be a beast too. Yep. You know, and so they have to respect that, and therefore he's going to get that one-on-one coverage a lot of times. Yep. You know, and and, and and more times than not, he's going to burn them. Uh, yeah. There's, even if it's there's not, not a ton of corners that can stay with that dude. It's even if it's not in the speed, the guy's footwork is amazing. You know, you see his route running. It's, it's, yes, it's insane. No, it yeah. really is. So I mean, that's that's where I had him. I, th- I think he has the same or better. He's not going to taper off this year. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be up there. I so. agree with you. Uh, next guy on the list is uh, number four is Cooper Cup. I had him at number three. Baker, you got him at number six. But you also got a bet that says he's not going to finish as a wide receiver one this year. I don't year. think so. <laughs> I, I, I still st- like I was looking at it and going through, and I, I could see a lot of these other people like taking larger steps up and moving ahead of him. And I, but I, I held him in there just because I don't want to. I don't want to come out here and go like I just don't have faith in the guy and he's trash because he's not. But I just don't think that, and it's not necessarily as much on him, but. With especially now with all the Stafford stuff with his shoulder, his elbow, and elbow, or whichever, and yeah. that's kind of going to play into it as well. But I looked at some of these other ones, and without sitting down and going through like every single game match by match again yeah. in my head, I, I got to go. I think yeah. he'll be look. Okay, I respect I mean. it because I think ultimately you you don't ever say anything you don't believe. So I do think that that you you believe 
that he's not going to have a wide receiver one season. But when you're sitting there looking at rankings and you're looking at wide receivers and, and somebody's going to ask you, who do you who, who are your top ten wide receivers going into the season, you can't, under good conscience, not put him exactly. in that I top ten. I can't take away from the talent he's probably right. had. These are projections of how we think – I mean, I guess in a way they're projecting how we think the year is going to end. But this is what we think going into the season, where these guys rank, and then the rest will work itself out. I think, and, like you said earlier, where we like try to imagine take away injury and all that stuff. I, I look at everything as a a level playing field, right? Even though I may think that there could be some other stipulations that could happen with it, right? That would differentiate this this lineup, but I don't want to bring that in because it's just a oh this might happen, right? If it, everything was perfect, everybody had the same opportunity. Cup's going to be up there in the top. So and, you know, I will say we are just average. A lot of podcasts and a lot of, quote, experts, a vast majority of them, who do this for a living, so every single day of their life when they wake up and go to bed is centered around their their podcast or, or their, you know, industry of this. They stat out every oh, yeah. team and, and every player, every fantasy. They stat it out based off of their spreadsheets and algorithms and whatnot. And to be frank with you, I, I – if we did that, it, it we would probably pass out because it's hard working forty or more hours a week and then sitting down with a spreadsheet or, and, and trying to stat every team and every player out to get our actual <laughs> rankings. So a lot of this is how most people do it. They look at all the information that they get. You know, I heard uh, a, a friend of ours who does his own podcast. We can actually plug that. Um, the uh, Buses podcast. Yeah, um, it's we uh, were just we're just talking to, about it. Pull it up on the phone. We were just it listening was, to um, it. Um, he has a sports podcast. You can find it on YouTube. Um, but he he was making some good points on the one that we were listening to about how there's a lot of you know if you want to be good at fantasy you want to you know and I want to make sure I, I credit him because th- this is what he was talking about. We call him Bus, but his name's uh, Larry, Larry, Ka- Larry Cowan. Cowan yeah. Um, and we'll get his podcast uh, name here in a second so we can plug that for him as well. Should be able to find it here. Um, I'm not sure if it's on platforms, but I do know it's on YouTube. It is definitely on YouTube. Um, but uh, he was saying that, you know, to be good at fantasy, you need information. You have to have information. You can't just – in today's game, you got to have information. Beyond football. Beyond football. So if you look that up on YouTube, it's called Beyond Football. Um, and uh, he was saying that – you know, listen to a lot of people, but you also have to take that information in and you have to figure it out based off of your own views of how you want to, how you do things, how what you think about things and how your feelings are, or your own, your own stuff, you know, you, and so when we're doing our rankings, it is based off of us taking in as much information as possible and then using that information to sit back and go, well, here's how I feel about this guy, guy, or, or, and, and so, you know, I'm a big on Diggs. Where necessarily, I'm I'm a little bit higher on Diggs than say the industry is, and so is Matt. We were way higher on Javante. Yeah, Javante Williams. Was, that's right. So. If you go back to the running backs, we got uh, Javante at six, and I think what is the industry the 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 uh, the consensus um, that had it's almost two hundred. Yeah, they got him at fourteen. They got him at fourteen. Yeah, that, that's a big disparity. You know, it but, is a huge disparity. But I just believe even with Melvin Gordon, the same way I think yeah. you do, I think Javante this this year he's just going to break out and take it from him. And so, and he's gonna he's gonna go out there and, and wreck it. So I say all that to say, um, we we're gonna give you the best information we can, but we're not just flying by the seat of our pants as much as we joke that way. We do take in a lot of info, and we do try to make as educated guesses. And even though we may not like certain players, we still try to be honest about our assessment of them and and uh, where we would take them. Yeah, um, And things of that nature. So moving on, where were we at? We we're on cup. All right. Uh, moving on, our consensus number five is Tyreek Hill. I had him at seven, um, and you had him at four. I'm at four, yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it's nothing against Tyreek, except well, I guess in a, in a ways it kind of is. Tyreek is a is a massive boomer bust player. Now his boom games are going to light the world on fire. Yes, and then he will. Well, at least his history dictates that he will then go and score you three points the next the week. next week. Yeah, um, and I worry. In a downgrade of quarterback, as much as I am a, a big Tua guy and I want Tua to do good, he is 
as what we've seen right now, he is a downgrade to Patrick Mahomes, who is quite possibly between him and Josh Allen to be the best quarterback currently in the NFL. So having said all that, I, I just I hope that Tyreek does great, but I also believe at wide receiver anyway, he has the most competition he's ever had with Jalen Waddell. Um, now you can say, well, in Kansas City, he still had competition with Travis Kelsey. That is true. Um, but these two guys are very, very similar in their skill set. They both are good route runners, and they both are insanely fast, whereas the skill sets between, obviously, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were very, very different. And so when you are the sole being of a certain skill set or, or, or area of the field and somebody else is the sole owner of another area, then it's easier to disperse that but when you have two people who are trying to buy the same real estate or own the same real estate on the field and in the game plan, then you the pie, to me, becomes a little bit smaller, and then it even becomes more smaller when you have a quarterback who's not as good in an offense that's probably not going to be – I don't know. Mike McDaniels likes to run the ball. That's what he's, his history dictates. And so you put all that together – and in my mind, then Tyreek Hill is going to drop down the rankings to number seven. So having presented my case, Mr. Baker, you have him at number four. Talk to me about how you can justify having him two spots above Cooper Cup. I think, I think as you said just then, um, where coming from Kansas City, where he didn't really have, I'm not going to say competition, but he didn't have anybody that had similar skill set as he did there. The challenge wasn't there. And Tyreek Hill, to me, seems like, a challenge junkie and now that he's got waddle outside of him it becomes a who's going to get open first who's going to be the quickest guy down the field who's going to be the guy that gets open and gives that that target to Tua he's going to make Tua look like an elite quarterback out there because he's going to get out there pull some funky mess be six steps off of the corner off the safety and just light the field on fire and I think he's doing it he's going to he's going to want to do it more just because of all the talk with the Waddles this quick, Tyreek's this quick, Ty, he's that he's the cheetah. He's he, he doesn't want to be challenged, but if he is, he's going to show why he's the cheetah. So basically, I think there's going to be a little bit of he's hearing all this that uh, him and Waddle yada yada. And, he, and you not think like a, it's a, you really think a he, friendly camaraderie? Well, no, I understand. Kind of deal Look, I, I will say alphas want to be alphas. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, Steve Smith was the alpha of alphas in the mm -hmm. Panthers locker room for years. And uh, there are certain people who are, you know, it, 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 you don't have to. I mean, you don't have to challenge like them. Michael Jordan. They just if anybody ever tried to say Pippen was on Jordan's level, then I'm sure that would have pissed Jordan off. But yeah. nobody with any IQ points would have ever said that. But during their heydays, they were both very good players. One was the greatest of all time and one was a top 50 of all time. But it, Jordan was that mentality that if you said, hey, I don't know who's better between you or Pippen. The next night, he's going to go drop 60 on that's, you just to be like, oh, yeah, really? You don't yeah, know who's you, better? You, did that it's help a, you clear it up yeah, a little bit? Yeah. And I just feel that's and, where and, Tyreek's yeah. at. And, well, now, listen, I, for any of you four or five out there that listen to the show, don't think that I'm saying Tyreek Hill is Michael <laughs> Jordan of wide oh, yeah. receivers. Because yeah. okay? that's clearly Jerry Rice. <laughs> but, yes. but I'm just saying there's a certain mentality. Now, I don't necessarily – I haven't seen that out of Tyreek, but it's it's a it's an interesting point because I have not heard anyone make that point, and it, it's not it it, it it could be you know these guys will hey you think this dude can hang with me yeah nah. well I mean it's, nah. it's, it's it's no different than throwing the peace signs as he's you know running off of everybody else or all this like <laughs> this low key. Yeah. Look at me, kind of thing that Tyreek yeah. does. You know that that little play. I'm not saying he's like this alpha. You no, know, no, but yeah, I see it, what but, you're saying. But I'm saying there's that there's going to be that that competition where I'm sure even in practice right now they're lining up talking about you know who's gonna who's gonna be the guy. Like in what was it the uh, before the Pro Bowl or whatever it was when he was racing uh, the the de, 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 Michael Parsons. And they were trying to see who was the fastest, and he smoked him, didn't he? Michael Parsons won it. Like Michael Parsons won. Oh, it. really? Yeah. Like yeah. he, but it was Tyreek was like, "Oh, I'm in my hoodie. Let's run yeah. it again." And was trying to. Oh, oh I didn't yeah. think it was going to be that difficult, but yeah. now yeah. we got to do this again to kind of set this. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I don't need this looming over me. So yeah. I just kind of feel that what I've. Well, seen did he win there, though? Did he end up beating Michael Parsons? They didn't race again. Oh. It was like a kind of. Uh. A, a, I think it was more of a like a friendly. It wasn't yeah. like an actual. Gotcha. But I mean. I think 
Tyreek wasn't like in it. He didn't think he needed to be. Yeah, but once gotcha. he realized he needed to be, yeah. he wanted to. You know, <laughs> you knew he said, it. He's so, out there doing some full on stretches. <laughs> it's like he got in a tracksuit. He's got his, his running cleats on. <laughs> so I just I just think that there's going to be that little bit in between two. Uh, at this point, since we haven't seen like a whole lot of one-on-one, evenly matched wide receivers with the, the skill set of route running and you know speed, I think yeah. you kind of open that up a little bit to an internal competition, and Tyreek's going to come out on it with his experience and everything. Hey, in the league I, I love it. I love I love that point of view. Um, our number six consensus between me and Mr. Baker is one that is definitely above the experts, and that is Michael Pittman Jr. I have him at my number five receiver baker has him at number eight so there's not a lot of difference between us but where did the industry have him the expert they only had him at 10 yeah so they got him in the top 10 down there but it's still yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's Um, definitely not five or eight i i look i know the hype train is full speed down the tracks for michael (laughs) Pittman right now i get it yes but i think it's gonna actually be it's gonna turn out yeah it's gonna be one of those things um he's going to go out there He's going to light the world on fire because uh, he's finally got a QB that can get him the ball. You know, he's got a QB that can finally support what his talent, you know, is uh, is is capable of. And uh, by all accounts, they are, you know, I mean, I take it for what it's worth. We had the, last year we had the whole narrative between Cup and uh, Stafford, you know, having breakfast together and stuff. But I will say, Matt Ryan and Michael Pittman best friends forever they're going and they're meeting early they're going over plays they're running routes they're they're practicing by themselves it's just i just i got a feeling that we're going to see some magic um in indianapolis with michael pittman and i'm ready for it um unfortunately i've only got him in one of my leagues uh man i was in a i was in a league uh sunday morning trying to draft and I had I had a whole plan, and uh, I think his ADP was is like fourth or fifth round. So I was going to take him. I was drafting tenth. I was going to take him in the third, uh, and a, and a freaking dude took him two spots before. And that dude traded Pittman today for scraps. Pissed oh. me off. I should have made a move for him. You should have. But um, uh, but yeah, Michael Pittman, man. I don't know. Tell me, Baker, how you feeling about this dude? Real no, quick, I I like it. I mean, it's a good fit, like you said. Matt Ryan being there, that's, that's gold. I mean, yeah. it's nothing but a gold mine. And we saw what he did with um, Wentz. Yeah, way back Wentz or yeah. whatever. Yeah, back when he could be a quarterback. I think it was the the wide receiver seventeen last year yeah, with it, Wentz. Yeah, it's, it's so. I mean, and that's you can't go anywhere but yeah. up with that. You yeah. know, with the addition of Ryan. So, I don't know. And, Plus the the Colts, man, they're they're trying to make a move. They're they're the, on their the last are, leg right now. They're sneaky. To try to push. I mean, their the, way I mean, up. obviously they made the uh, well, they almost made the playoffs last year, but they're sneaky. Wentz cost them the playoffs he last did. year. He that did. loss to Jacksonville, yes. but he did. But still, nonetheless, um, you know that's because the past, he's irresponsible. But I, do, I do think Pittman Wentz is, is irresponsible. He is. <laughs> uh, next on the <laughs> list is C.D. Lamb. Um, I had C.D. at nine. Uh, Baker's got him at five. For me, CD's got to prove it. That's all it boils down to. I think the dude's fast. I think he's a great route runner. I think he's a great receiver. Um, I know that his rookie year he had like 800-something yards or whatever, and last year was kind of a down year uh, somewhat. But uh, I just – I need to see him prove it. He's going to essentially be the guy. Yeah. Um, and if he does, I will say that his ceiling is through the roof. Yes. You know, I have him at nine. But his he could end up being the wide receiver one. That's how good he is or capable of being. Um, and so that's just where I'm at with that. Uh, and, and I think you're kind of in the same boat. You had him a little bit higher uh, than I did. I had him up there, but, I mean, I just think it's, yeah, a, you lot, had him at five. it's a lot to do with opportunity. We don't know yes. where, how quickly Gallup's coming back. And we got two other rookies that everybody's talking up that could or could not be you know, a yeah. difference maker. But CD's their guy. He, he's the only constant – from from last year to this year that that Dak can actually hold on to outside of Gallup till he comes right. back and Schultz of course but um, at our consensus number nine is Debo Samuel I had him at eight Baker had him at ten he you was know, on my running back list too if you look yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my issue with with moving him that far down I know he finished as wide receiver two last year but 
I don't know what Trey Lance is going to be. Yeah. I don't know what that passing game is going to look like with Trey Lance. I know in the little bit that I saw last year, it wasn't the greatest. Um, and I also feel like that he kind of favored Ayuk when he did play quarterback. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I think this year is going to, you know, the pie is going to be smaller and there's going to be people wanting more of it. Um, and so we're going to see. And I also think that this offense is going to, as run heavy as it already is, I think it's going to be more predicated on the run just because uh, that they have Trey Lance there because of his also running ability, but him being a second-year quarterback. Um, and so as, as weird as it sounds, if Jimmy Garoppolo was still the starter there, I would probably have had Debo up in the top five. Oh, yeah. You know, because I've already seen what he could do. But the yeah. other side of the coin is, is I don't know that he's going to score eight rushing touchdowns. That got him that high last year. Yeah, that's a – You know, so that regression yeah. back to the mean, I just feel like that, you know, if he can get three rushing touchdowns this year, it'll still be a decent year, you know. But no, I yeah. don't know. Plus, other, he was coming out saying he didn't really want to – to, to be that he wanted to be paid that way yeah, is what it, it was and he got paid so i don't know if he feels like he's got paid he's to got play paid to, to, to play be a that. wide a wide back or whatever he yeah. calls himself um so and then number 10 on our consensus list is dj moore um i had dj moore at 12 baker had him at 11 but also due to rankings um, of other people in in our disparity it, it pushed around. dj up to 10 i don't have a problem with it um, I did have a couple guys above him that I would have uh, – if I was in a draft, even being a Panthers fan, I would take above him. Um, so I had Mike Williams at 10. I had Cortland Sutton at 11. Um, you know, you – I don't know the, the two that you, you would have had above him or whatever. But, you know, I love DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore is one of the top five most talented receivers in the league. He has now got the best quarterback he's probably played for um, How did we skip Devontae Adams? He's our number seven. Oh, I skipped. Oh, I had him wrote down the list, and I skipped over him. Devontae uh, Adams, number seven. Yeah, Devontae Adams, now. number seven. All right, DJ Moore. They wasn't, no, we had, had him wrote. I don't know why I skipped. Yeah, hey, look, here's the, deal. here's the deal. <laughs> Devontae, number seven, there's not a lot to be this said. This time he, isn't even his sp- notes. This is yeah. just. <laughs> yeah, this ain't got nothing to do with those. It just got to do with me going, you know what? I don't see that name there. Devontae Adams, number seven. Real quick, he. Look, it, uh, if he was still on the Packers, he'd probably be number two yeah. or three. Or, yeah, yeah. But he's not going to. Uh, he may get hyper targeted down there, but. It, if you're getting hyper-targeted by Carr, it's not the same as being hyper-targeted by, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, but back to, to DJ Moore. You know, I, I, like I said, I still think he's one of the, he's top five most talented receiver in the league. What he's been able to do with with trash can essentially quarterbacks. He's still super young. Is, yeah, I and mean, he's only 25. I yeah. mean, come on. Um, and he's been in the league for 36 years. <laughs> I think he started playing when he was eight. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> definitely. And so, you know, big DJ house here. So <laughs> were there any other receivers that you wanted to throw out there that you had that uh, we may, you know, may have overlooked there, Baker? No, I, I just was like looking at my list going, why didn't we mention Devontae? Yeah. I mean, that yeah. seems I mean, uh, we had Terry, you got Terry at 12. I had him at 15. Terry McLaurin, I think. McLaurin. Uh, as bad as it sounds, as much as we bang on Wentz, Wentz is an improvement. Still, <laughs> so, yeah. And we saw what Wentz was Over, able to do last year with Michael Pittman. And, and so, McLaurin could be a better receiver. I mean, yes. I, I like McLaurin a lot. I just you know, don't so. know if that offense is as good as the offense That's, as, yeah. as in the team with the Colts. So we'll have to see. But McLaurin is a B. East. Honorable um, mention AJ Brown. I mean, he's on a new yeah. offense. You know, it's kind of. I didn't even have AJ. I had him at sixteen. I put him at. I had him at fourteen. Yeah. So and I'm so my big just, thing was it just obviously he's in a. Uh, he, he had a quarterback passing wise. Passing wise, he had yeah. a quarterback downgrade. Um, and so we're just going to see how it, how it works out and there. He's, he's actually splitting the field with the Devonta Smith. So yeah, I mean, he's he, a, he's got a little bit more competition, a more competition there, competition. and a, and a quarterback that's not, not as good of a passer, but. And, you know, and the one guy we always sleep on every year never matters. Mike Evans, he's going to be the guy. That's and Brandon Cooks, out. everybody sleeps and, on yeah, Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Cooks. It just these two guys are like, it's it's like I'm not drafting them. I'm not drafting. Yeah. Them. They, they they screwed me last year. And then you go look at their numbers last they year. Never they, they, they never screwed they you. They never screwed. They never screwed. They had one bad game that hung yeah. in your mind. Yes, and and that's yeah. it. That's the yeah. only game that cost you. Yeah. So I mean, uh, it's, yeah. well, well, the thing with Brandon Cooks is is that he's. 
you just like in your mind, even unless you've had him in your mind, you're just like, ah, oh, this guy, whatever. Yeah, it's just Cooks. he's on the Texans, but he's always like steady in the top twenty. Yeah, no, he's, no matter who the quarterback is, how good the offense, no matter the is, team, either. the team I mean, that he plays, it doesn't it's just matter. Insane. Yeah, number he's gonna be in the top twenty. He's gonna be fine. You're never gonna pull him out of your lineup. You don't have to. Str- he's a perfect flex fit. He just sits he there is. and just gets you points every week. Well, to close the show, we're going to run through tight ends real quick. There's not a whole lot of craziness with tight ends because tight ends are they're kind of a dumpster fire, to be honest with you, when yeah. you get outside your top five. I feel sorry for people in two tight end leagues. Oh, man. It becomes, it, tight ends become such a dart throw. It's insane. So um, our top five, um, we got uh, Mark Andrews, monster. Yes. He's, he's going to do what he does. He's going to finish as high as a lot of wide receivers do. Yep. I think – you know him, and, and then number two is Kelsey. These these guys are both so good that you, if you if you look at if you put them in the wide receiver rankings, they'd be top ten wide receivers. Yeah, so, they would they would push some yeah, of these other guys yeah, we're talking yeah, about out. Yeah, so uh, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, they're monsters. Um, we got Cal Pitts at three. He had a great rookie season. Uh, the quarterback or the quarterback, the the touchdowns weren't really there. I think he had like three or one, maybe. I, I, yeah, it wasn't many. It wasn't a lot of it touchdowns, wasn't a lot at all. but he had over a thousand yards, and uh, I, you know, I think um, I just don't know what it's going to be with Mariota. According to everybody, Mariota was super accurate in training camp or whatever, but yeah. we'll see. It's like third string defenses yeah. too. I do so know that Mariota does like tight ends, so That's it could true. it could work out where he just absolutely lights the world on fire. Our number four is George Kittle. Uh, I would probably personally have pushed Kittle up above Pitts. I didn't in my rankings. Baker did. Um, actually... No, I had Kittle at four. No, we had him at the same. We had, yeah. Our top four our were top, the exact same. Top four were identical. Yeah, yeah. and so uh, it, it's just that Kittle, to me, again, you got Trey Lance. I don't know what that's going to mean, but a, a, a young quarterback's best friend generally is a tight end. But Kittle's also like... The dude just puts his body on the line every week, and yeah. that's to his detriment a lot of times, and he misses so many games. But, like, I, one one game last week, year, he scored, like, 45 fantasy points or something. Oh, shit. yeah. No, I know. So it's, the dude is – is he absolutely wrecks freaking he, he faces makes when he plays. when you're trying to yes. place him in these top <laughs> yes. four. You're like, so yeah. – I know he, how he plays. Like he could finish it at uh, he could finish season at tight end one if he stayed healthy the whole season. Exactly. Just you know? yeah. Uh, Darren Waller at five for me. It, you know, I, you had him at seven. I had him at six. It pushed him up to five. I actually had Dalton Schultz at five. I just I think again without all, we'll, we'll talk real quick about Dalton Schultz even though he's not in our consensus top five. Um, I just think with the opportunity there, yeah, I don't think he's anything special as far as athletic goes, but he's just. A, Somebody that's always going to find the open space. He's going to be a ball hall. And I mean, I think what we, we talked about, he finished like third last year. So. Yeah, he was the number three tight end. Um, but uh, Waller's is a guy who, again, he could be the tight end one if he stayed healthy all year. But now he's got Devontae Adams to compete with for targets. Plus, third and Renfro is going to be out there. Yep. And, uh, and they have a whole different coaching staff that likes to run the ball again. Um, so and they got rid of Kenyon Drake, so the team's looking up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who got signed by the Ravens? Yeah, so. which means he's going to get twenty six <laughs> carries and, uh, and or, or he's going to he's going to ball average, out the first two. Yeah, weeks. he's going to average two and a half yards, but he's going to score thir- thirty six fantasy points. He's going to ball out the first two weeks, and everybody's going to go get him and be pissed when they lose their fantasy championship because yeah. yeah. Kenyon Drake's on waivers again. Yeah, because then <laughs> you're like you can never figure out what the fuck the Ravens are doing with running backs. Um. So yeah. So that's our top five. We've got Andrews, Kelsey, Pitts, Kittle, and Waller. Uh, honorable mention would be Pat Fryermuth. We're both big, uh, yeah. big Fryermuth guys. Definitely. It, it, a lot of it's going to come on touchdowns. Um. You know, I'm, I just need to see what what is uh, the biscuit going to do with Fryermuth. But I do know that um, when he was in his last year with the Bears and with um, old man Jimmy, Jimmy Graham. Graham Jimmy Graham, I, I'm pretty sure, was like a top 10 tight end just based off of touchdowns. Yep. And so, you know, and that's Fire Muse. Like, that is his thing. This dude is a touchdown machine. He's a touchdown I think machine. last year he had his, <clears throat> excuse me, his first drop in the red zone, including college. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah, crazy stat that, like that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, I, you know, we got him in the top six. Whereas the consensus has got him like a, 
like 12 yeah, or something 12 yeah yeah so you know but we're both just just big on them and uh so there it is there's the list i'll run through the running backs again in case you're taking anybody out there taking notes you don't have to rewind the podcast to go write it all down so you can before you get ready for your drafts <laughs> um so our number one consensus again just between me and baker because t money did not make it tonight uh jonathan taylor christian mccaffrey's um austin eckler Hunter Henry, Joe Mixon, Javante Williams, uh, Aaron Jones, Najee Harris. What did, it's Derek Henry, not Hunter Henry. Did I say Hunter Henry? You said Hunter well, Henry. You, well, see, you don't understand. I, the, the, Hunter Henry, <laughs> the Patriots made him <laughs> their number one running back today. Oh, great. There goes all my shares in Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> all right, let me back it up. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Derek. There it is. Disrespecting Henry. I just didn't want him to come in here. This no, and then dear show God, up the house, he so. would stiff arm me through the wall, <laughs> and then uh, it would be the, yeah. How how do I? <laughs> Today we are gathered to say goodbye to Mr. Hayes. So, yes, exactly. Uh, uh, Derek Henry at number four. Joe Mixon, number five. Number six is Javonta Williams. Number seven is Aaron Jones. Number eight is Najee Harris. Number nine is DeAndre Swift. And number 10 is Dalvin Cook. Our wide receivers. Number one, Justin Jefferson. Number two, Stefan Diggs. Number three, Jamar Chase. Number four, Cooper Cup. Number five, Tyreek Hill. Number six, Michael Pittman Jr. Number seven, Devontae Adams. Number eight, CeeDee Lamb. Number nine, Debo Samuel. And number 10, DJ Moore. And then for tight ends, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. Um, oh, Pitts' first name just – Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts just <laughs> fell out of my head, bro. I wanted to say Hunter Michael Pitts. Pitts because of Michael Pittman. <laughs> it's Hunter Pitts, though. Hunter Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, George Kittle, Darren Waller, and honorable mention just because we love him, Pat Fryermuth. There it is. Take it for what it's worth because if those rankings plus our quarterback rankings from last week can help you – get to that average place in your league then we have done our job because if you finish average you didn't finish last we will see you guys tomorrow night where we will sit down and get ready to get nasty with this first week yes, of the nfl please yes please <laughs> and get out there and, and do our thing so y'all have a good night we'll talk to you tomorrow later holla <laughs>